Good evening. In December of 2020, myself, my husband Steve, and our youngest son Mitchell, and our three dogs were celebrating nine months of forced family fun, also known as COVID-19 quarantine. When I say celebrating, that was from the dog's point of view. The humans in the house were a little less enthusiastic about all the together time, all the time, and we like each other. We made the best of it, like many of you, by joining Zoom Bible studies, watching our family members navigate technology during Zoom family check-ins, playing with the dogs every day, several times a day, playing games, and watching all of Netflix. During this time, I gave up my commute downtown, paying the parking garage to babysit my car while I was in the office. I gave up hard pants and rushing around to all the meetings, rehearsals, concerts, etc. But rewind to January of 2020. I turned 50. My kids were adult-like. I could almost see a future when they were off the payroll. I was going to have so much time for myself, and I was going to do so many things. I was going to travel and do all the things everywhere. 2020 was going to be a great year. We all know that didn't happen. But what did happen was that I had time for reflection, and I started thinking differently about how I wanted to spend the next 50 years. A friend of mine gave me a book called The Second Half of Life, ironically printed in large font, by the way. <clears throat> the book's introduction talked about how people live longer now and how that allows us to extend the blessings of life. The book inspired me, challenged me, and motivated me to enter this life transition with hope. The book's author, Angelus Arian, put it this way, every transition has the potential to expand our love, to teach us more about giving and receiving, and to manifest more balance and creativity in our lives. So I'm pretty comfortable with technology, but have mostly sworn off social media the last few years. But I decided in early 2020 to join Instagram, mostly to watch cool dog videos and follow Dan Levy because I loved Schitt's Creek so much. In the fall of 2020, Levy announced he was going to take an Indigenous Canada course on the digital learning platform Coursera and invited his Instagram followers to join him. I was intrigued by the course description. Learning about indigenous concepts of gender and traditional roles and responsibilities and exploring the key issues facing indigenous peoples today from a historical and critical view. I spent the next 12 weeks taking the course online and attending the streamed discussions with Dan Levy and the professors who wrote the course. I discovered that America's colonial past is not so different from Canada's and equally devastating for the indigenous people. By the way, the course is still on Coursera with more than 500,000 people enrolled and the discussion sessions are still available on YouTube if you're interested. This course changed my worldview. What I learned challenged me to think more critically about what I thought I knew about basically everything 
what it meant to be an American whose history is rooted in murderous colonialism, what it means to be a Christian whose history is also full of violence. It's not that I didn't know these things, but that violent history isn't always stories we learn, learn and or talk about. And with good reason, acknowledging that level of theft, violence, and ugliness is not comfortable, and nor is it dinner conversation. And they certainly weren't a part of my worldview, and that shook me up a bit. That worldview shaking translated to me thinking more and more about that second half of life book, too. What was I going to do with all of this? Well, I decided to travel to a cabin in Tennessee by myself for two weeks. I called it my vision quest. I just craved time by myself to reflect in a different, more spiritual and holy way. So I packed up my car and drove to a remote cabin in the wilderness. Well, it was really just five minutes into the wilderness and it had a hot tub. My little cabin became a place for reflection, prayer, and a little wine. I discovered that my life up to this point seemed pretty prescripted in a way. I graduated from high school, college, started a career, got married, started a family, changed careers, and raised a family. It's a familiar, privileged American story. After all of the reflection and prayer and just plain alone time to really think about what I wanted, I discovered more of what, what I wanted to learn, do, and say. So here I am sharing what I learned. Now I'm, I find myself ready, better equipped, prepared, maybe a little wiser to take a more active and empowered role in scripting my second half of life. Finding the power in saying no to things that don't bring me joy or bring others joy, and saying yes to things that take me out of my comfort zone and will challenge me so I can keep learning and growing. I started doing things I always wanted to do and some others that I knew would be challenging and also fun. I volunteered with the Trevor Project, which focuses on suicide prevention efforts among lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and questioning youth. I marched for women's rights. I marched for LGBTQ rights. I marched for racial equality. I agreed to be our church council's president. I made more of an effort to not just take more time off work, but to be more intentional about that time off, meaning not checking Slack or email, truly disconnecting from work and connecting to the people and causes I love and care about. While this has been my experience entering my 50s, there are many transitions in life that could be, could be seen as a catalyst to do something different. Going back to the second half of life books, author Angelus Arian's view of life transitions, every transition has the potential to expand our love, to teach us more about giving and receiving, and to manifest more balance and creativity in our lives. What life transition are you facing? What exciting, creative, activist, loving, giving thing are you going to bless the world with? Those are the kinds of wilderness questions I'm learning to ask myself these days and wondered who else might be looking to ask some new, different wilderness kinds of questions too. Amen. <laughs>